This is Lake Effect from 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee Public Radio. Good morning, I'm Mitch Tyke. And I'm Bonnie North. The website Arms List, which connects buyers and sellers of firearms, is being sued by the survivors of a woman killed in a multiple murder at a Brookfield salon and spa in 2012. Zena Houghton was killed by her estranged, abusive husband who had purchased a handgun from a man in a parking lot the day before. Such purchases don't require a background check. The issue of private gun sales and expanding background checks for would-be gun buyers is the subject of an extensive article by the Wisconsin Center for Investigative Journalism. Reporter Alex Ariaga joins us on the line from Madison. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Well, walk us through what the laws are regarding licensing for gun sellers and, and what the major loophole is in terms of background checks and gun purchases. Sure. So when I say universal background checks, what I mean by that is um, an expansion on what is the federal law for background checks. So Currently, uh, licensed dealers are required by federal law to perform background checks on interested purchasers by the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act, which took effect in 1994. And the law has also been extended to shotguns and rifles. And so 18 states have now expanded on the federal requirement. And what that means is they've extended the requirement for background checks, not only through licensed dealers, but also through private sellers or require that all firearm transactions occur through a licensed dealer who performs a background check. And, and realizing that each of these 18 states uh, might have slightly different laws, at least mm-hmm. when, we, when it comes to the, the, uh, the federal background checks, uh, who is it that, that is disallowed from buying a firearm under these background check requirements? Right. So prohibited purchasers um, under federal law include convicted felons, fugitives from justice, somebody who might be committed to a mental mental institution, somebody who might be convicted of a misdemeanor for domestic violence. And uh, under state law, I believe, also, if somebody is under a restraining order for domestic violence. Uh, but as you say, there, there's a loophole here, and that is for, for gun purchases that don't take place with a federally licensed gun dealer. Uh, what are, the, are, are there any restrictions uh, governing those kinds of sales? So uh, a private seller, somebody who isn't a licensed dealer, and that means that they just occasionally sell firearms or sell firearms as a hobby or collector's type of people, they can legally sell firearms to anyone as long as they have no reason to believe or are unaware that the person is a prohibited purchaser. So then what do authorities, people you know, like, say, Milwaukee Police Chief Ed Flynn, but other authorities as well, say expanding background checks would represent in the scope of preventing gun violence? Yep. So um, I actually have been able to talk to a few researchers from Johns Hopkins or University of California who support background checks. One researcher found that when Connecticut uh, implemented a universal background check law, um, they saw a 40% drop in the fire homicide rate in the following decade, whereas in Missouri, after repealing their permit to purchasing universal background checks in 2007, the firearm rate homicide rates rose 23%. Uh, now, at the same time, the, the National Rifle Association and other opponents of expanding background checks uh, claim that data shows background checks don't necessarily keep guns out of the hands of criminals. Is there data to support that notion? So 
the National Rifle Association spokesperson did send me some of their own research from John Lott Jr., the founder of the Crime Prevention Research Center, who found that actually firearm homicides and robberies rose in states that expanded on background checks. And so there's kind of, you know, conflicting research to to sift through. Right. I mean, even I think you're right to even some supporters of change say there there are still some limitations, even if even if, you know, universal background checks are expanded to include private purchases. And, and you know, that is that they, they don't necessarily keep guns out of the hands of someone who's determined to buy one. Right. Um, so even, you know, some of the lawmakers that have proposed this type of legislation, even um, leaders in Milwaukee, police chief, acknowledge that. This might not be the entire solution to gun violence in the state, but it could be a step to keeping firearms out of some of the hands that shouldn't have them. Right. These laws would only impact legal firearm purchases as opposed to illegal firearm purchases. Right. Uh, What did you hear from politicians who oppose the expansion of background checks? So a couple of the Democrats who have co-sponsored the bill, like I said, they see this as not an overall solution, but a major step into reducing gun violence and keeping firearms out of the hands of people who want to cause harm to themselves or others. Um, Republicans that I've um, reached out to have mostly been uninterested in talking about this type of legislation. Maybe they're waiting for federal action. Um, Two states, however, have put this type of legislation on their ballot for the fall, Nevada and Maine. Um, Nationally, there was this proposal, and it was when it was blocked, there was a major sit-in in the in U.S. Congress, and of course, Speaker Paul Ryan called that a publicity stunt, but it seems like there's not much traction right now. Right. I mean, the, at the same time, the, the city of Milwaukee just unveiled a broad public safety strategy to curb violence, and it do, does not actually include a call for new gun legislation. Would you get the sense that Democrats at this point, lawmakers just see the issue as a non-starter in Wisconsin? I think there is an overall attitude that this kind of legislation hasn't gotten much traction, and there's overall, I think, you know, one of Milwaukee's lobbyists that I spoke with kind of had a pessimistic attitude about getting this or any other type of firearm legislation moving between either the Republicans or the Democrats. I, I was interested to read that many gun dealers seem to line up on the side of expanding these checks. What reasons do they give? I mean, is it, is it that, that they're especially interested in public safety or is there an economic motive here? Right. So um, I went to this gun show in Waukesha earlier this month and didn't really know what to expect. thought that, you know, a lot of these dealers would brush me off or be very against any type of firearm legislation. But some of the dealers actually have expressed this experience in which people interested in private sellers, for whatever reason, they don't want to go through the paperwork, they don't want to go through the background check, will, you know, walk away from their table as soon as the paperwork comes out. And so some of the dealers say, you know, criminals don't buy guns, they steal them. But at the same time, maybe passing universal background checks would mean that private sellers and licensed dealers would, you know, have the same experience where it would, it would level the play, playing fields, basically, where some of the licensed dealers say, well, this hurts my business, this hurts Milwaukee, this economically, it would be leveling the playing field, as one of the dealers said. So how much of a challenge was compiling data about these issues? You've been on this story for a long time. You know, what, what's readily available out there, and, and what did you have a harder time finding? Well, I think the biggest challenge to getting data on how a lot of these crime guns is basically there is no record-keeping for private transactions of firearms. So, you know, when the 
city of Milwaukee even tries to investigate where some of the crime guns are coming from. They come into barriers where private sellers may not have records of who bought their gun, like who they sold it to. So they go to the original dealer source and they their customer might say, oh, actually that gun was stolen. And they might report that before or after the police approach them about where their firearm went. And so it's just kind of, it's a difficult trail to trace. Well, Eric Ariaga, thank you so much for walking us through the, the amount of the trail that you were able to trace. And uh, nice job on the story. Thank you so much. Alex Ariaga is a reporter for the Wisconsin Center for Investigative Journalism. You'll find her article on expanding background checks for gun buyers at wuwm.com. We'll have more on the issue tomorrow during Precious Lives.